Hello everyone, I'm your host Ethan Diamond, welcome back to All Around Sports, and today I'm going to talk about the new MLB's plan to return to action, and how they're going to begin the season again. Well, after months and months and months of waiting, the MLB has finally come to accept an offer. It's still in the it's still in the works, but according to Jeff Passan, um, MLB has agreed to a deal to go to go to spring training camps on July first and start the season on July twenty fourth, which is huge news for baseball and all of its fans. I mean, obviously, I even made a podcast about this two weeks ago, and there was a ton of a ton of people were so upset about how the MLB and the MLBPA couldn't figure out any deals. I mean. Really, if you think about it, it was kind of upsetting for a ton of baseball fans due to the fact that sports like the NHL and the NBA, which are inside sports, they're they're even inside sports, which is even more of risk than baseball, and that are a lot more heavy contact than baseball, that actually weren't able to start, they were, they were able to start the season, but the MLB couldn't because they couldn't figure out a deal about their, about the whole money situation, and um uh, good news is that the MLB has agreed to a deal with the MLBPA. It would only be a 60-game season, which is shorter than what would be enviable. It's about a third of what the regular season length was going to be. And they finally agreed to the deal that was started in March and agreed to it about three months later. So, I mean, you know, MLB finally gets back in shape. They're finally going to start the season again. And originally, the early plan was that once once the season was originally canceled, like the very first time in March, it was supposed to only be a two-week hiatus, and they would be returning after two weeks. But COVID-19 ramped up a lot more, and um, unfortunately, it kept getting pushed back and pushed back. And there were so many disputes over games and money, how much money the owners would be paying the players that it just kept the season length just kept going down and down and down and the original proposal that was thought to be accepted was that the season would be starting July 4th I believe there would be a hundred in the games in the hundreds but they couldn't work out the money for that deal so it had to be pushed back and another thing about the season even though it's only going to be 60 games we'll definitely have our fair share of highlights and great games in fact if you think that the standings are going to be changed because it's 60 games and a shorter season, think again. Because, in fact, after 60 games, I mean, actually, a lot of the teams had similar winning percentages to what they had at the end, even during a 60-game season. The MLB has already submitted a 60-game regular season schedule for review for the MLBPA, but in this proposed schedule is not going to have a lot of inter- interleague play, well, outside of... Um, outside of the, like, example, AL East versus the NL East. Um, what they've been talking about is just a lot of, like, East versus East, Central versus Central, and West versus West play. That would, like, help keep the travel distances required down, right? Because, obviously, like, the East teams, like, in the New York, Baltimore, Philadelphia, all that kind of area, I mean, except for Tampa Bay, of course, but that would definitely help reduce travel and take away from, like, there will obviously be no West Coast road trips during this and all that stuff. And and 
I believe what's going to happen is that all the clubs will be conducting business as usual during their home stadiums, which is a pretty big deal because originally, well, during the last plan, um, they were thinking about playing only in Arizona, having like a certain season in Arizona, just with a ton of different rules and stuff like that. And all games will be played in Chase Field and in minor league parks. But now, as as COVID-19 is getting a lot better, there's better chances that it will be able to play be able to be played in other parks so all across the country especially in like high high uh infection rate places like new york or florida or california big places like that still might be able to host games and they anticipate hold starting the mlb season exactly a month from today as i podcast on july 23rd or july 24th and Although there is going to be a season, there very, very likely will be a season after tons and tons of disputes. There's still going to be a ton of rules and safety guidelines that will, that they'll have to hold by. And the MLB is working with public, many public uh, health experts, disease specialists, and on on a good approach that would be like a safe return. Especially because with a sixty game season, so a player getting sick would shut down the league almost. If you think about it. Like, if someone gets sick and you're, you're, say, it's their team or you've played that team very recently, you would have to go in a shutdown for two two to three weeks. And that would definitely hurt the season, considering that would take away from ten of your games and the teams that play you. That would shut down at least ten teams, maybe, especially if it happened on multiple teams. So a lot of this, in fact, a ton of this is all hinging on the safety of the players and that. And it will definitely have to be safely social distanced on the base paths. Umpires might, might there might be virtual umpires. Um, they're actually going to try and make games go faster, I believe. They're using a universal DH, and they're coming up with ways to make extra innings go a lot faster. They don't want, they don't want the players there for a long time. I mean, all of this, I'm sure they'll have to wear masks. All of this is all barring, barring safety concerns, and hopefully all of it goes well. Well, the results of having a 60-game season could actually be huge. In fact, um, a lot of the standings were very different from what they were at the end of the season. In fact, even after losing 100 games, a lot of the standings were different. And I'm going to read you some of the standouts from from the standings through 60 games last year and um, anything that I think is very notable. And one thing that I think to start off in, obviously, is the World Series champion, Washington Nationals, they were 27 and 33 after 60 games. That's only a 450 winning percentage, and they ended up increasing that to a 574 winning percentage by the end of the year. They ended up winning 93 games after starting the first 60 with a losing record, which is pretty astronomical. In addition, the Phillies were atop the NL East. They were their winning percentage ducked from 550 after 60 games down to 500 at the end of the season. Braves obviously jumped up. And in the NL Central, well, the Brewers were atop the division, which uh, ended up not being the case at, at the end of the season when the St. Louis Cardinals jumped them. The Cardinals were actually three games back of the Brewers in the NL Central. And over in the West, a lot of stuff was different. Uh, Dodgers were still ahead, but the Rockies were actually the second team in the NL West. And then at the end of the season, they ended up losing 91 games, an astounding total which really is a lot compared to the fact that they uh, won 31 of them in the first 60 games. Uh, 
over in the AL, um, there's not too much of a difference. The Texas Rangers got off to a great 60-game start, so you might want to be looking out for that team after 60 this year. Uh, in the AL Central, though, the Minnesota Twins got off to a really hot start. They were actually the best team in the AL. In fact, they were the second-best team in the whole league, only uh, one game behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. They ended up they did end up cooling off, though, and had it away were the were not the home favorites in their uh ALDS matchup against the Yankees. Um the Orioles sucked and they stayed bad. The Red Sox, Tampa Bay, Toronto stayed about the same. Toronto had a pretty bad start to the season after 60 but improved later on. Uh some other standouts, the Cleveland Indians, they were an average team through 60, I guess one of those streaky teams. And they ended up jumping to 574 winning percentage and 93 wins at the end of the and end of the real season. Now there are some favorites and some lower favorites that are going to come from this 60 game season, whether teams or just players. And a big thing about this season is that there's going to be a DH in the NL, which is huge for NL teams with tons of hitting depth teams that rely on their hitting a lot more, like the Colorado Rockies or teams like that, they'll get really a boost from having an extra hitter in the lineup, especially in a field like Coors that you can really hit bombs in. Also, young teams that are really young might not have as much of a chance to develop this year. Teams like the Toronto Blue Jays definitely will not be profiting from the 60-game season because they can't develop their young players. And a lot of them, it definitely hurts a lot of the uh, favorites, like the Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, teams like that. They were really expected to do amazing, but after the 60 game, I mean, you never know. They could get on a they could go on like a cold streak and through like 30 and then they would be in terrible shape to miss the playoffs. So, those are some teams that could be in good shape or bad shape due to all of this. Thanks so much for listening to All Around Sports. I'm your host Ethan Diamond. We'll be back in 2 weeks with another episode. Thank you.